Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome to Rich Change the Square Theatre podcast. This week it's Limmy. That's very exciting for everyone concerned. This show is sponsored by a T-shirt manufacturing company. I'm not entirely sure what they're called. It's kind of a clever marketing device from them. To, uh, they might be the Red Clothing Co. Uh, their website is www.inspired.red. Uh, but according to Chris Evans, as I'm reading this, that's not active yet. Uh, but anyway, this is what they want to say. I think it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. How little choice you have these days to be an individual. I want to be inspired, not one of the manufactured masses, and I hunger for something else. Be a trailblazer, brazer, a daredevil that's got red in it, wired that's got red in it, and empowered red by change. The fire dog, it's got red in it, fire dog in me, roared, that's got red in it as well, as the glamoured and manicured, you're getting the idea, a few faltered red, redundant. See, it's, they've all got red in them, those words. I dared to be different. Can you design your red today and wear something truly original? www.inspired.red. Be creative. Be inspired. red Be different. Join the revolution. They've misspelled revolution there. Uh, it says, if Richard is able to emphasise the few capital reds, that would be amazing. I think I did that for you. Uh, so I hope you will go and look at They've done. There was meant to be a T-shirt for me to hang up, uh, hold up. Uh, but I'll, it cut to me holding up here. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoy. I'm very much looking forward to this one with Brian Limond, aka Limmy. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. It's nearly the last one of the series. Will you please welcome Richard Herring? Oh, yeah, we're back. Hello, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Or as some of the cool kids have started calling it, I was down in very cool bar in London, uh, the ice bar in London where everything's made of ice. And uh, the people there were calling it Rehalustapa. Oh, there's lots of people have caught on with that. So uh, this week's episode, actually, I've done an advert before the show, but these T-shirts hadn't arrived. It's sponsored by uh, the Red Clothing Company or something. Uh, And uh, probably should know, probably should know the name. It's clothes. They've all got red in them. This one's, this one, they can make them special. This one says Red Herring on it. That's clever, isn't it? Because that's my name. And then, look, this is for, made for my daughter, uh, which, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's a bit creepy. Uh, it says adored on it with red on there. Slightly. That's not going anywhere near my daughter. Don't worry. So that is, that is, there you go. Look, I'll just chuck those on the floor. But thank you. There's an advert before which explains everything that's going on there. Uh, and uh, it's been, uh, I, I was actually having quite a lot of fun with uh, my, uh, I'll do this first. The Dirty Britcom Confessions haven't, has, has just opened up again as we're recording this. Uh, although there, aren't, there haven't been many for the recent guests and there isn't many for the guests this time. Uh, but I did went, I went to a bit where it's, uh, it's uh, Dirty Britcom Confessions where they've uh, edited things out they haven't understood. And I found one on there that says, I want Histor to eat me out. Uh, <laughs> and the man who runs for Dirty Britcom Confessions has said, no idea what you mean there, dude. Uh, so... Uh, but I can make that happen. I have the Histor uh, puppet. And I, whoever that was, I'm prepared to do that. Maybe you can sponsor an episode of the next series of Rahalastaba, Rahalastaba. Thank you, Adam. And I was reading, uh, there's been some terrible shootings again in America. I know this is going out in September, but they all have happened again. So this will still be, this will still be topical. Oh, some black people have been killed by the police as well, I expect. So, um, just do I'm just guessing. This is my nostril. If I'm wrong, sue me. The, the American police force, but you know what you've done. Uh, but so what quite interesting, there was an article about people who were, you know, basically people who go out and shoot uh, people dead in the street uh, and uh, for no good reason. Uh, and because there, sometimes there's a good reason to do that. Tony Blair's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gone a bit political there. Uh, but uh, well, uh, there was a great article in, in a magazine about this. Uh, but the bit that struck me was this the, what it says about massacre killers. This is the psychological reasons for murder sprees. Massacre killers. And see if this resonates with anyone, any other group of people you can think of. Massacre killers are typically marked by what are considered personality disorders, grandiosity, resentment, self righteousness, a sense of entitlement. <laughs> They become collectors of injustice who nurtured their wounded narcissism. <laughs> to preserve their egos, they exaggerate past humiliations and externalise their anger, <laughs> blaming others for their frustrations. <laughs> they develop violent fantasies of heroic revenge against an uncaring world. So well, I'm just I'm saying it's better that I'm doing this podcast. And that's what I'm saying. So just make sure you keep subscribing. <laughs> if, if I ever kill loads of people in the street, it will be your... <laughs> that's pretty much every comedian I know that's what's just the, the most terrifying <laughs> collectors of injustice uh, and uh, I've, been into, I've been listening my, I've got a tiny daughter I've been listening to um, Elmo's song have you heard that Go, every, if you just check this out because I've become once you watch this you'll never be able to take it away from this but it's a song from Sesame Street called Elmo's song 
which Elmo has written a song that goes, Elmo song, Elmo song. He wrote the music, he wrote the words. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, it's, uh, and then Big Bird and uh, Snaff, Snaffy, is it Snuffyopolis, is that what he's called? He's a new Sesame Snuffleopolis. He's the elephant in the room, quite literally, in this song. <laughs> because he's, he's rubbish in it, but they join in as well. But just do check it out. It's worth doing. Anyway, my guest tonight uh, is... I'm obsessed with it. It will come up again. I'm sure that my guest will have some songs about that. Uh, my guest tonight, probably the reason you're here, because he's best known uh, for his part of Zach Eastwood in Consylvania. <laughs> we will mainly be talking about that. Will you please welcome ladies and gentlemen? It's ladies and gentlemen. I'm hoping he's there. <laughs> Limmy's here. Is he here? He's not here. There he is. It's Limmy! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hello. It's Limmy, if that is his real name. We'll find that out in the show whether he was christened Limmy. Uh, so, um, Zach Eastwood in Consylvania, what was that all about? That's, the, that's what we're mainly talking about. I heard about. that. I heard you saying that for back there. Um, <laughs> Isaac Eastwood, it was just, uh, nah, fuck it, it's not even worth talking about, isn't it? No. <laughs> I just have a bit of gain opinion on all that. Zach Eastwood, do you know, you know who They all know, that's why they're here. <laughs> all right, uh, they love Zach Eastwood and his catchphrase, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, it was woo. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love was, consoles in I, I was asked to, I was asked to be on that and uh, they said, can you do this character, uh, Zach Eastwood, just basically do your Benjamin voice for the podcast. I don't know if any of you know like Benjamin Bam concepts. It just kind of uh, talks like that. A uh, bit of a kind of uh, Radio Clyde uh, presenter wank. You will know what Radio Clyde is, but uh, that's uh, Zach Eastwood. So I'm uh, glad you Zach Eastwood fans are here tonight. <laughs> Good to see you. Thank you. Good. All right, we'll talk about some other stuff then, because there's a lot more to talk. What weighs more, one kilogram of steel or one kilogram of feathers? Uh, well, is that a trick question, steel? Yeah. Steel, it's steel. Yeah, it's steel. steel correct. It's because yeah. it's heavier, isn't it? So, um, it just definitely is heavier. I don't know. I don't know whether, you know, you want... It's, it's, it's weird for you being down here in London. I know you don't, you don't necessarily like London... I don't know whether I want to make you feel at home. Sorry, what? Well, I don't know if I should make you... I don't think Because I'm speaking in my English accent here, and I don't know whether I should make you feel... make you feel more at home. I was just thinking of it something else. It's definitely steel. It's definitely steel. There's no right. question about it. Uh, so, um... Because I can, if you make you feel, I can talk in my Scotch accent if that will make I you I go happy. for it. Okay. People were talking about that. Yeah, people were saying. Because they knew that you'd be excited. I couldn't fucking, I couldn't remember. Um, somebody tweeted the day or yesterday and they said, looking forward to the uh, Richard Heron podcast <laughs> because of what he said about Scotch accent and how uh, Richard Heron and Lemmy were arguing on Twitter. I can't fucking remember it. No, I can't, I can't remember what it was. Was that, was that a bad one? It was, uh, it was sort of weird because it was a t I was making some joke about living... I was, I was up in... I, I've made this joke for long. This is my Scottish accent. Right. Uh, hello. Yeah. I'm from Scotland. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a bit of, that is offensive because that is more Edinburgh than Glasgow. Let me, so I'll, I'll do, I'll do, um, 
that actually sounds kind of made up north, you know, okay. like kind of like a, a Aberdeen or something. I do Glasgow. So I've had this long-running joke where I do uh, where I talk about Scotch when I'm in Scotland to annoy Scottish people. Try to do my Fendi face. I'm trying to do my Fendi face. Remember, remember when uh, the Bee Gees were on Clive Anderson? I'm trying to do that face. I'm trying to do that Barry Gibb face like that. <laughs> I went a wee close-up before he fucked off like that. Nah, it's well, a stitch up. It's a stitch it's up. It's... Yeah, that's why we give you a handheld mic so you can't do ah, it. There's no way you can... Can you drop? Can you drop sound? Don't I drop it. We need to use it later. <laughs> um, it was sort of an ironic thing that I was doing. Ah, that, ah yeah, yeah. yeah, I did that Taking as well. Taking the piss out of it. And, and I'd say Scotch because I know it annoys people that, on Twitter. That uh, deeply uh, offensive. Because yeah. they will go, you know, I've been to Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Fringe since 1987. So the idea that I wouldn't know that Scotch people don't like. Ah, you, you, ah, you've been to Scotland, so yeah. that can it be offensive? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that can it be? It's like so, me saying it. You know, it's the same thing. <laughs> so we had an argument. I don't want it to start up again or anything. Uh, but we had. <laughs> Hope I don't look like I've got a kind of resting, uh, pissed off face. Yeah. <laughs> but I think people were anticipating you, and I was a little bit, just having travelled down here to punch me in the face. I, so would, I thought I, I would give you that, a reason. I thought, does he think that? And I was going to go back here the tweets, but I didn't want it in case no. I was reminded and I went, oh, fucking hell, I day owe that. Come down. <laughs> I Fuck think it. you talked about it on your podcast, but it was weird because it was. It, but you were really nice, actually, no. it, because in the end. <laughs> Because actually, I just arrived in Edinburgh and I was making a joke about it and then it, right. it picked up and then a lot of your followers started having to go at me as well. But then you said, and it was before Twitter got really ridiculous, so it was before that kind of real... Right, right. But then you just said, oh, look, you've just arrived in Edinburgh, we should let this go, you're just starting the fringe, this isn't very nice. So I kind of set so, them on you then... And then put them out. So yeah, I did a kind of IRA Sinn Féin sort yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, back. Where are we We'll sort this out, we'll have a word with them. But I was, I was in Scotland, I mean, I was in Edinburgh, it barely counts, but I was in Scotland. It's a kind of, it's part of Scotland, I think, officially, but I don't know uh, if there are any Scottish people in Edinburgh. Uh, I don't think there is, actually. No, I don't think there are. Do you know what I remember in Question, question Time was in Edinburgh uh, once, it's in Edinburgh now and again, and uh, there's all these English accents, and I said, I remember saying on Twitter, a lot of English folk in Edinburgh, and people say, no, that is the, the Scottish accent now. There is a, like, an, an English accent now. Except if you're like uh, a train spotting or something. So. so at the time, I wasn't, I knew you from Twitter, but I didn't really know much about you at the time. So I was a little bit scared that I was going to, and I just arrived in Edinburgh, and then I thought, I'm going to be, A, no one's going to come see my show now, because the King of Scotland, Limmy, has taken displeasure against me. Hi, Scotland's, uh, uh, West Coast of Scotland's premier uh, flash. Uh, online video uh, and I'm like a <laughs> crossover act New Masters of Flash New Masters of Flash 2002 <laughs> shite what happened to Flash isn't it <laughs> Flash died did <laughs> <laughs> but I first became <laughs> I'll just wait Sorry. for the subtitles to come in on the, uh, on the DVD on the video yeah. version. That's what I'm planning. I'm Barry just going to ask the questions again. and then I'll go, oh, that's what he was talking about. 
because I'm like a BBC executive and will not That's put you right. on. And this is only going out in Scotland, this bit, because I don't think the English audiences will be able to understand your accents. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's what happened with Let me show you. <laughs> That's what... That's what I was satirising there. It was good. Uh, so the did first I, time I saw did I, you... Did I not get the joke? Yeah. No, no, I think they did. I think they did. Yes, that's the joke. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Stick a wee vine in that and tweet, yes, that's the joke. That's what I think. <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like, let me show. That's right, kind of like, let me show. Fucking <laughs> oh, hell, man. Well, let me, thanks for coming. I'll just call it a day there. Okay. But actually, that's... Wouldn't the feathers... <laughs> Wouldn't the feathers be this? Actually, because there's the one kilogram of feathers. Wouldn't the feathers? Um, they be the same as the steel? Because no, because their feathers are like uh, So it's steel's doesn't make doesn't make any sense. I still say them feathers. My, I, the first time I actually saw what you're doing, I saw a sketch online. Do you know that, I did a sketch about that? Yeah, you did. I did a sketch about that. It's almost like I'm quoting it. Uh, but that's a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a... Why am I here? I can't remember. I'll that. send you a version <laughs> explaining my jokes and you explain what you've been saying. And <laughs> you know, in maybe a 50, 100 years' time, England and Scotland will be at peace and we can all be friends. Yeah, yeah, this is it. It's all going to hinge on this here. Yeah. How this goes. This, 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 this referendum was stage one. This is it. This, yeah. is this is make or break. Either we get on at the end of this and everything's fine yeah. or we don't and we split up the two That's countries. That's it. Aye, aye, aye. I walked past uh, when I was kicking a bit before I came here. There was uh, I went past Trafalgar Square and that's where they had the big Better Together yeah. thing, you know, like uh, Alan Murray and uh, Eddie Izzard. Were you there? No. No. I think we're better apart. I know. It's, all, it's all nice and happy. I remember seeing it on the tail and everything, you know, big kind of loving thing. It's fucking, it's really worked out well with that, isn't it? <laughs> fucking Tories till 2020, if not beyond. <laughs> Tories till infinity and beyond. <laughs> I was disappointed. So you there, that's I, I wasn't there. I, I actually, um, I, I kind of want England and Scotland to stay together, but only because I kind of want the world to be one. one. I'd write, I'd prefer the world to be one country. I, I, I would like but that. It, You're probably joking, but I would, I would like that if it were. I would, yeah. But if it's not going to be one country, I'd, I, I would have talked to Tommy Shepherd quite a bit about this uh, last I, year, who's an SNP. Yeah. Uh, he's in our, our House of Parliament, the English House of Parliament. And... Uh, <laughs> Something they've let him he in. They're, they're not going to let him vote on he all the rules. It. They're not going to. They're going to make sure they don't vote on all of it because that's how democracy works, right? You can, you vote people in and go, oh, but you're not. You can't vote on some of the stuff. Yeah. Because you'll you skew it to be democratic. Uh, but he convinced. He actually convinced me. I was sort of more thinking. I, I you know, I could see the benefit. And, and actually, I think it will. I think it's going to go back the other way, isn't it? I don't. I don't know. It's it's really confusing. I care for. See, I, I was asked. I think I mentioned it before somewhere. I was asked um, a couple of times to be in question time. And I thought, I can't fucking do it. It'd be good for a while. It's, it's good in my head. I like the idea that I could kind of um, sort of reenact a yes or no sketch. You know, I could do kind of, you know, yes or no. Uh, <laughs> I can't even answer a question. I thought that would be good. But then other than that, you know, you're sitting there for an hour doing, you know, without a fucking clue. And I thought, I don't want to go on because I don't know about these things and I don't care about these things. Like, see, when I go on about stuff on Twitter about the fucking referendum or something, I've got, a, I've got five minutes, five minutes attention span and then I don't give a fuck. You know, people start replying. I go, actually, I don't care. Actually, I don't care. If they voted yes or no, actually, I don't think I care. And then... 
I, and I, I get confused, you know, like Tommy, Tommy Shepard thing saying yeah. that uh, I, I can't even fucking remember. Like, see what I was about to say? That kind of it was something to do with the. Um, that was fucking gone. It's like I lose. <laughs> Tommy Shepard said something on Twitter about. What was it, Richard? I <laughs> 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 need, need more information now. It was something about. This is going to be my last go at it. If I do that, that, that helps me remember when I do that. What was that again? Uh, you said how... Was it that? Was it that? Aye, that's, that is what it was. It was that. He said, well... Nah, I can't even fucking remember. Anyway, he made a point. Yeah. And I didn't know if if that was right and then somebody said no he is right and somebody said no he's wrong and I thought right fuck that I'm out <laughs> so that's why I don't want to go and question thing yeah. I think it's a good I don't really like seeing comedians on question time I think it's really weird because also even if you know about one thing you're not going to know about all the other when the other stuff comes in and that never happens on question time people don't never go nah I don't, I, know, about, don't know about this Move on it to the really, next guy. I've got no opinion can, on it this. It sort one. of fucks fucks things up for, uh, comedy wise if if, the, if they're being too serious. If they're, it, it's kind of like like if a pal starts singing at a karaoke or a pal uh, starts singing. It, what's more embarrassing than them uh, being a shite singer is if they're actually a good singer. You know they you know they've got some voice in them. They're, they're brilliant. That's actually fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and if. A comedy person went on, see if they went on and went, like, I, don't, I haven't got a clue, I don't know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a comedian and oh, what do I know and just sort of coming out with funny things, but seem they're actually really serious and that's actually a really good point. That's kind of embarrassing. It sort of, <laughs> it sort of fucks everything up. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Fucking? <laughs> I can do comedy and I'm clever uh, and I'm well informed and uh, my, opinion, my opinions are valid. <laughs> Nah, fuck that. <laughs> it's good. I think, well, it's all, I think it's interesting because Tommy Shepard, to me, was talking about how if uh, Scotland went independent that it could actually... Because I was saying, well, then we're fucked in England if Scotland goes independent because then we get Tory rule forever. But he said it might actually make English people realise there was a pot, there was an alternative, which is sort of what's... You know, the, although the referendum didn't go that way, the election went that way, and yeah. it, the Scottish National Party do seem like, compared to the other politicians seem like regular people with, with, with principles. And so it'll be interesting what happens with the... You'll know at home by the stage this goes out, I think, but the, what happens with the Labour leadership and whether that goes, oh, goes one way or the other. But, you know, I so. mean, the whole SNP thing, I voted SNP, but I'm always trying to, trying to um, make sure I'm no... Uh, like, I'm fucking, you know, blind... Um, like, uh, what do you call it? Blind, have a kind of blind faith thing that everything they do is fucking magic because there's some people I follow... I like, I've started following kind of right-wing people as well. Right nasty fucking bastards. And <laughs> like kind of trolls and like horrible people. And because I keep hearing the same thing again and again with people I follow kind of uh, left-wing people and they say the same thing again and again and I agree with it. But it's all here. It's like I'm just hearing myself. It's a fucking echo chamber. So it's good to hear these fucking cunts. <laughs> then again, because at least they kind of criticise SNP. You want to get a lot of SNP followers criticising them every now and again I hear something uh, the SNP saying I know that isn't true I know that isn't true that Alex Salmon said so, sorry for getting all fucking political here we'll cut, that, we'll cut this out right? we'll cut this out kind of cut it out if you can hear mind you so you've got to put up with this shite uh, 
Like Alex Salmon said something the other day or yesterday. Um, there's there's three things that will bring on a a referendum. Uh, well, the first thing is the fact that they they broke the vow by. Uh, no gain is Devo Max. Sorry, this is really fucking boring, right? <laughs> Just look at your phones, check Twitter or something like Fuck it, you, you nod now, Larry. <laughs> it's boring, get on with it. Fuck, I've started so finish. Um, and it broke the vow, then he delivered Devo Max, but that wasn't in the vow, you know, this thing on the front of the yeah. daily record. It was just extensive new powers, which could mean anything. It could mean anything. It could mean uh, you, you get to pick. What colour of bin is the the recycle <laughs> bin or the bin? You'll get to do that. We'll we'll give you that. That's what it could mean. So by him saying that, I thought that's no that's no fucking true. And getting people retweeting that and uh, that isn't fucking true. And you want to get SNP a lot of SNP people um, criticising that, even though it isn't true. So I voted SNP, but try not to be like. Um, the fucking angels, and I'm the same way. I'm the same with the fact that I voted yes. I voted yes, but also thought after it, how how do we know it would have been all right? Because I, th- I followed it through in a kind of flow chart in my mind. Um, we've done, say, we've done kind of shite Scotland sort of, uh, I don't know, shite for some reason. So we vote yes to try and make things better, and things get really better and richer, and everybody's doing really well. Does that not mean you're going to get? The Tories sort of coming in, you know, like, <laughs> things are getting rich and powerful, and the, the, Scotland's a really powerful nation, and the psychopaths start getting drawn. That's kind of happens in here. And then we're fucked away again. We're actually doing, we're actually better off being sort of shy. And don't, don't, don't come here, go down there, and all the psychopaths go down there. All the power and money's down there. Forget about us. Like a parasite. We're better off being a parasite, just don't mind us. Um, so maybe if it went well, that would have been a bad thing. Yeah. So maybe it's best to vote. No, we're actually kind of fucked and uh, worse off. <laughs> it's okay. Tell that. It's a good point. Tell that to somebody who's just been sanctioned. <laughs> Women makes shocking statements. <laughs> we're actually better off being uh, sanctioned and all that. I just felt, I thought after... After all the Better Together campaign, and it's like, we have to stay together. And then it was like the next, what I couldn't believe, and, and David Cameron, I think uh, maybe, was it, uh, I think it might have been Frankie Boyle was saying this, but he's played it like an evil genius. Because the next uh, day he goes, oh, we're going to have English votes for English laws. I we're going to do that. And you go, we, you just said we're better together, and now you're going to make it a separate Oh, I'm England. sorry. Did I not say? <laughs> it's like that bit in Return of the Jedi. When the Emperor says... Oh, your friends. I think you'll find it still be quite operational. He didn't even like wait oh. a week. It was like the net. It was like, yeah. Now, you know. Might as well just go, ah, you fucking idiot. Ah, thanks mm. for the oil. Ah, um, <laughs> so, the first time I became Can aware I? of you, apart from when you were getting people trying... <laughs> I laugh trying, a bit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> apart from when you were trying to get people to attack me in the streets in Edinburgh, the first no, thing I, I saw of yours <laughs> was... Still uh, I'm, still I'm still doing the groundwork and put some things I on saw, the go. I thought the first sketch I saw of yours was the... Because na- you'd see little things on YouTube, because because your show wasn't on in England... You had, yeah. to, you had to go to iPlayer to find it because mm-hmm. the BBC are insane. 
Thank you very much. The first sketch I saw was it's it's I've been watching again today. It's such a brilliant series. Limmy Show is such a fantastic series, and, and it's wall to wall fantastic. But the first the first sketch I saw was the napkin sketch, which was just it, it's almost like do you remember this the one? writing or the, the napkin the, thing? The, I... the guy the guy at the bar and he, he yeah. draws like a pair of boobs, and you're mm. laughing together, yeah. and then you have to draw a fanny it's called, on it. There's a there's a What's that called? It's like consequences or something it's called. It's, it's got a name, that thing, that, that doesn't sound like a fun game. Yeah. yeah. Consequences. <laughs> Do I pay consequences? Yeah, I'll start with a pair of tits. But it's... <laughs> It was almost like it's like it felt like a bit like a, a, a sketch from like a European comedy show because it was like an all a silent thing, you know. Aye, sometimes you yeah. get on the ro- Golden Rose in Montreal, but then it was such a weird sketch because the guy you're having a laugh and then the guy, yeah. the guy puts the woman, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's holding up a woman on a napkin basically and pretending it's his head and he's going, and then you're Aye. laughing and then the he then he sort of then it starts away. getting a bit sinister mm-hmm. and he sort of goes weird. He gets that a few times. He he gets uh, Alan uh, who was. Who was the, the other guy yeah. in that sketch? He he said, uh, "No, what was that? I think he actually had the fucking pole estate to him." The, the, the sketch <laughs> the sketch ends with him going up, blowing my wee kiss, and I'm like, <laughs> and he does it, man. You know, the smiling sort of leaves his eyes, and he said, "I think it was a pole." He said, "He uh, he held that and looked around, and uh, and he got that fucking kiss thing." <laughs> in fact, wait a minute, I'm getting mixed up. I'm talking shit. That didn't happen at all. I'm it getting mixed up. It was the other thing. It was the we are the polar sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Every sketch you mention, I Alan gets that all the time for the polis. The polis are doing it. There's a sketch where the polis lock up uh, Alan to a, a lamp post, and he says, "I'm phoning the boy." Like, no, he doesn't say that. <laughs> I say, "How are you going to do, mate? Phone the polis. We are the polis." <laughs> He got that shouted to him by the post. Oh, daddy, fuck knows, man. I don't fucking know. Daddy. Fucking. Are you just fuck like a Limmy fan who doesn't really know the sketches very well? No, hold on. It's something like this. Hold on. Uh, but this is... <laughs> It's like such an atypical, it's not like your typical sketch and that's what's kind of exciting about your show is I think it's come from a completely different, most things on TV anyway especially, your show seems to have come from a completely different place than, than although it's, it's very much your individual thing. So how I, did it, it sort of start, you started online and you were doing the Edinburgh Fringe. I, I started off, uh, oh yeah, there's a fucking boring biography fucking carry on. Um, I started like I was a web developer about 1998, 1999, and I made up. I was making like wee flash things. The person who, who you know, grieves with me that Flash died it was his heir there. <laughs> Fuck, he's died on all my. Terrible fucking time for Flash developers. Um, I was a fl- I was a Flash developer, right? Animations. You want this is this is about ten years ago, fifteen years ago. You won't remember Flash. Fucking hell, man. Um, I was a Flash developer and then I thought I want to make up my own wee website to put my own wee play things and bits and bobs on. That was Limmy.com and then 2002 I got a video camera and I started putting wee sketches up and then um, like a few years later I made up a podcast because I thought like, I want to try and get into actually doing comedy things, actually uh, becoming a professional. Uh, <laughs> I want to be a pro like you. <laughs> and, and so when I came back so when I, when I came back for travel and I thought, right, this is it, and I made the podcast up and then like Dee Dee was in it and Jacqueline was in it and then uh, 
kind of one thing led to another and I got a pilot. No, I'm missing out the stand-up bit. Got a well, stand-up show. I said, thanks for interrupting me because I was fucking going on a wee bit there. I just, this might be the cash for questions. Someone's paid me £60 to ask you this. He's called Dave Willard. This might be the same thing. So I'll ask it and then I've actually just asked the question. Asked anyway, and again, I've got fuck. 60 quid and that's bad, bad luck to oh, him. Brilliant. Ask him if he would tell a wee story about becoming a comedian again. Do you understand what that means? Uh, does he know what it means? I don't know. Maybe. Are you in Dave? Sometimes they're in. Are you in like, Dave? does it mean anything? Is he here? No, I don't think he is. Sometimes they're here, sometimes they're not. Um, you don't have to answer it. That's his question. Um, tell Just a blown wee story 60 quid. Tell a wee story about becoming a comedian again. Well, I don't know if that's tell the story again or about becoming a I, comedian again. It's very does, badly Does it expressed. say again? It says again at the end. Again. Ask him. Doesn't he even know? It's not even... He should have asked a question. You know, that's not you. You just put the question. You put ask him. That's what, right. That's implicit in this a question. Could you ask him if this is what he says? Ask him <laughs> if he would tell a wee story. Now that could be Scottish for small. It could be English for urine. That's P, what we're right. in England. That means urine. P, P. So I don't know if he's English or Scottish about becoming a comedian again. There's no right. punctuation. It could be about becoming a comedian again because we've told the story so many fucking times. <laughs> or it could be about a wee story yeah. about becoming a comedian again. But that uh, would imply you stop being a comedian at some point. I don't, I don't know. I don't know no. what he means. Okay. See, uh, see Dave Dennis, Willard, is that again? Idiot. The reason why that again is so important yeah. is because uh, every now and again I do a webcam and I had for a wee while I was doing this improv cam where like people would sort of give ideas and I would go and make up a wee story based on that. So if he's saying, tell us a story about being a comedian, right, I would um, I would then kind of improvise something, right? Yeah. But he says again. Yeah. So he doesn't mean that, so that's not going to harm. So anyway, I'll, I'll, that's good. I'll talk. I'm glad it's over. Uh, I will... Here's a bit. I will... I'll, <laughs> <laughs> what you're, you're an incredibly versatile performer because you're quite an ordinary-looking, regular-looking guy. <laughs> Very oh, handsome. But you've got that quite a good, normal face. For a comedian, you're quite a normal-looking bloke. But right. you actually, even without... I mean, there's some characters where you're heavily made up and are a woman and things. Uh -huh. But then even without that, you're very... The characters you do that are just a guy in the street, they're all yeah. quite different in quite a, a properly acted way. I, you're like a really good performer. You're like a proper performer. It feels like you've been trained, is what I'm saying. You know. Oh, that I, you can yeah. you can tell I'm like. I didn't mean by normal. <laughs> no, I'm saying normal. It's good. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> you look normal. <laughs> React. React to that. I. But you're able to turn that, that right. normal face into lots of different. You're right. I faces. do look normal. Uh, yeah. What's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like. Um, Acting and yeah. things like that. <laughs> 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 I like uh, uh, kind of pretending to be other people. Oh, yeah, okay, that's it. And, um, it's, I it's like that, but all of mine are the same. That's, so when I do it, I'd be other people, but they just all look the same. But you can actually seem to be able to shift your face around, that's what I'm saying. Into I, I can do a few different Scottish accents. Not even the accents, it's you look different. My favourite character... And there's a lot of reasons was, for this. What was Lemmy's problem with being told he looks normal? <laughs> you, did you notice that? I know what was that? Like, what was with him getting called normal? <laughs> I'm going to call him on Twitter and see if he fucking reacts to it. <laughs> well, don't call him. You know the worst thing you can call him? Normal. 
<laughs> Alright. You look normal today, mate. Watch this. You look normal today, my man. Watch this. Off he goes, look. I set him off. Oh, you're right. I just called him normal. Guy's a, guy's a fruitcake. Guy's a fruitcake. Just called him normal. Just flipped him. You fucking call me normal. <laughs> My favourite character that you do, and I've, there's a lot of reasons why he's my favourite character, is Falkenhoof. Oh, thanks a lot. But uh, it's a very good sketch, but also you're really, really sexy in that really, Thanks a lot. Like, Thank really, you, really, it's a fake tan. It's just, you look gorgeous, isn't it? It's a fake tan. And it's the, is the little beard, is that fake? <laughs> no, no, grow that. But they that sketch first, I have to grow that. <laughs> then we shave after, get back to being normal. <laughs> um, He's very sexy, Falkenhoof. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much, Traveller. <laughs> hey, they're all night. Greetings, Travellers. <laughs> but I can watch those sketches, like, I've, I, you, when you find them all on YouTube, I can watch them and then I'll watch them on a kind of loop until, until I've, you I've co- come. Aye, yeah. I thought so, aye. <laughs> How many do you have to watch? If you'd come, I was worried you would come dressed... It's you, the two sexiest comedy characters that I would like to get into a threesome with me are you, dressed as Falcon Hoof, and Sarah Micken, dressed as Geordie Shaw. <laughs> I think the three of us together, and me just dressed as myself, I'm not dressed as any of my characters. Maybe well, Histor could come in and eat us all out at the end of it. You say Sarah, Sarah Milliken? Sarah Milliken, yeah. Dresses Geordie Shaw. So in one of her shows, she dressed up as a, in Geordie Shaw stuff. It, maybe it's fake tan that just gets me going. Maybe that's. I just, maybe I, I just really love fake tan. I think it tan. is. I look, I, I, I look kind of better with the fake tan. It yeah. was. It's good because we did that at the end of it. Well, we did. Sorry, let me show's finished now. Um, Boo. Dead. Sorry. Sometimes I forget she's dead. <laughs> um, I still speak of her like she's still here. Um. Uh, sorry. Uh, now we film that at the end, and Raymond Day, the the uh, also quite a sexy, it's also a kind of sexy character with the with the fake tan fake and everything. Well. And it's crying because I, I really like getting the fake tan on. And my girlfriend Lynn says, "You, you, know, you look you look better with that, that <laughs> fake tan." And I was thinking about getting it. Yeah. Uh, but the problem with me is I'm kind of going a wee bit thin, uh, hair-wise, just in that wee bit at the back there. Yeah. So you wouldn't fake tan that, so you could have a sort of nice sort of brown skin, but there's a wee white bit that you can... <laughs> My girlfriend actually photoshopped it that once. We went to uh, somewhere in Spain once, and she put the, f- the pictures up in Photoshop, and there was one at the back of me, and uh, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, man. My hair looks quite fucking thick. My hair looks quite good, and I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> You done not fucking four. I, I, I did a wee thing. I did a wee thing to her. Oh, for fuck's sake. Is it that bad? I, and I can't remember what she said. <laughs> it's nice getting a fake tan. <laughs> it's good. And there was meant to be... You tried to do a sitcom with that character. I got fucking uh, knocked back. That uh, Falcon... They're insane. Aye, thanks, they are mate. Thank well, you. Why, why, why isn't there any more? Why aren't you doing it? Is it li- not doing any more? Let me show your choice, or is it? Aye, my choice. Yeah. Uh, I decided today uh, when I was writing the, the third series, I started to think, wait a minute, this is getting a wee bit fucking hard. Like I was, right, right. What would Dee Dee do? Right. I don't mean when he's right to try and write a fucking sitcom. <laughs> I mean, right, then Dee Dee sketches. What Dee Dee do if he was writing? Let me show. Yeah, that is. 
That's trippy. Also, fucking something. DD, we think, man. I thought, right, Dee Dee, um, Dee Dee's never had anybody at his door, right, I'll do that, do that, oh, fuck, I've done that idea in the first series, that idea in the second series for Jacqueline, oh fuck, what you may call it, did that ten years ago, you started kind of run out, and I, I don't, I, I like trying to come up with original stuff, even if it's fucking no funny, you know, I like, I like come up with something that's a wee bit, um, kind of unique, did he say a, a wee bit unique, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, whatever the word is for saying that, um, <laughs> I it just it became a wee bit hard to it was a wee bit longer and I thought I know that if I get into a fucking fourth series I'm going to be dreading it it's just going to be shite it'll be like Dee Dee going to Yoker again it'll be fucking Jacqueline I don't know Jacqueline fucking see I can't even think of something right now <laughs> So I thought, right, I'm only date, but I did a Christmas special and they offered us a, like a summer special and I agreed to it. And then when the Christmas special came out, I just thought, nah, fuck, that just seems like that's it. Pilot 3 series, Christmas special, that's me done. And I'm looking forward to getting on with uh, writing my sitcoms and getting my sitcoms made that knock back, knock back, knock back. There was one knockback I got, it was a really, it was a cracking knockback. It was this, this uh, sitcom that I wrote the pilot for. And they said, uh, we want you to come down uh, to talk about it, to tell your decision or something like that. I thought, fucking hell, man, that's, this is promising. They wouldn't get us down. Like, they'll know it's four and a half hours and a, a train down. <laughs> they wouldn't get me down just to fucking give me like a note back, like a 10 minute fucking chat and then back up. I go, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Went down the train, my girlfriend's saying, I mean, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. I know you're right. They wouldn't. God, this is brilliant. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this. And then I go down, and uh, four and a half fucking hours in a train, and then there's the underground, and then going in there, and I so 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 it's a no. Uh, what? <laughs> um, but we really like this, and we really. Oh, I don't fucking want to hear it. He said no. I'm gonna see you later. And I said, I love this, I like this, it's fantastic, it's brilliant, it's magic, but I absolutely love it, it's poetic, it's, it's, it's one of the best things we've ever seen, I'm not going to make it though, <laughs> but uh, it's fantastic, and then, and then this uh, commissioner, that was with this production company there, she said, um, listen, would you mind like leaving now, because I want to chat with Thingy about something else, and I'm like, alright, right, aye, right, I'll, I'll see you later, Going out, you know, you leave them to fucking chat. I think I say 10 minutes, that's generous. I think it was about five minutes. And I go out and I'm like, fuck me, man. And then I, I, I phoned my girlfriend and I said, you were rang. Why did you get my fucking hopes up? It's not your fault. You should have said something about the script. And, um, and that was it. Four and a half hours back up the fucking road. Nine hours on a fucking train. You know, just texted me. No. <laughs> Two letters. I don't even need a fucking full stop. Just... <laughs> No. All right. Nine hours, man, on that train. That train. It's kind of unbelievable. They, I mean, it was a very hot property, the, the Michaud, wasn't it? I mean, the BBC have been odd with it. I, it's, it's odd that they didn't show it in England, isn't it? Well, it, it was originally BBC Scotland, and they yeah. took the, the kind of risk skin as a pilot. They don't know who the fuck I'm. Because if you've never made comedy things or did stand-up or anything like that, you think that, 
you know, I said there, or they didn't know who I was. You get it in your head that it's other people that do that. It's you go to kind of comedy school or something. You go to a comedy primary school and then secondary school. You're more and dour comedians like fucking Hogwarts or something, like kind of <laughs> pure blood type of thing. And you'll know you're like a mud blood or something like that. You don't really belong there type of thing. It's kind of like that. So I thought, like they took, well they took a kind of wee risk with making a pilot and then they like gave him a series and I thought. I don't think fucking down here would let me do that. We'll give this fucking uh, grown-up fucking Ned cunt a fucking uh, a series. Ah, fuck it, man. Just chuck some money at him. I don't think they would do that down here at that stage. No, Maybe but later if I'm kind of... But yeah, even if they didn't do it straight away, which may be fair enough, but once it's been a Aye. success and once people in England are watching I Play, I play Again, this is great. I mean, it's, it's an unusual show... Because it's, but that's what I that's what I like about it. you. Never know what's coming. I don't think you know. I think the recurring characters are great, but it's not. They're all all the episodes are really different, so you never know quite what you're going to get. Some of them are really dark, and a lot of the characters Aye. are. It's you know, it's kind of. It's that, I just was just watching the one where it's basically Balamori, but he takes his kid um, back to Balamori. Dream scheme. Yeah. Aye. And it's just a giant. <laughs> really disturbing thing about it, which is brilliant, <laughs> is the guy showing you showing him around as a junkie guy. But yeah. then at the end of each bit, you're just sick, black. <laughs> but it's black sick. Aye. It's That's based a on a real guy. That's yeah. based on a real guy who did spew up black sick that I knew. In, uh, I knew it had to be real because um, it's just so weird. I but. didn't see it, but I heard about it. Right. And the person that told me I believe him, it was this guy called Jack. And I think it's all right to say Jack because I don't actually know his son, let me tell you anyway. But it was in Millport when we were uh, teenagers, but he kept on drinking. He kept on drinking with the, the youngsters. Like, we were all 15 getting drunk, yeah. 16, 17. Then we'd go to the pub at 18, but he was still hanging about with fucking, like, he's 18 hanging about with 15-year-olds, 19 hanging about with 15-year-olds. And I don't think it was any kind of fucking sexual, it was an alky thing. Yeah. I wanted to stay outside. And uh, he, he... Uh, my pal Alan told us, I was with fucking Jack the other day, man, just mid-conversation. He was like that. I, I, so Alan, so, I, so, <laughs> we could head up there and, and then maybe, like that, he did, and the way my pal Alan did it, he did it, it was a kind of air the shooter thing. <laughs> and the way he described it, it didn't go down his back, like he was well-practiced, like, <laughs> and, uh, and he, he said it was black. It was black sick. So I don't know what that is. He, he was like, that's kind of, ah, okay. Um, I remember, I think we stayed there at his house once and the next day he drank tenants, um, like a, a can of tenants in the morning that had been left on the radiator. <laughs> and it was open, so it was flat and well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Drinking and fucking sick at the same time. What if we could do that? You know, like a, uh, what do you call it? A... Uh, <laughs> You know, what you call it? Did you do? You've got to kind of breathe out and breathe in at the same time. wonder if you go like, No waste any drinking time. Out through the mouth, down the nose. Drink through the nose. Aye, so Alan, we're going to head up. And it's like the body has processed whatever it's throwing up to be just... The only bit it definitely can't do is the black gunk that's Aye. left. That's the only bit it's expelling out. It's not. Anything. Aye, I don't know what that is. It's kind of like, uh, like as if he's trying. To, 
he's trying to spew up the thing that's causing the alcoholism. <laughs> I mean, like the emotional thing that's causing. Ugh! It's like kind of poetry. It's like art. Like just try kind of get to it. It's like one of the uh, studios, like Ghibli or Ghibli. One you know, uh, Spirited Away, you know that cartoon? It's kind of nice. like something out of that. There's a black king and it's got a, a mask. <laughs> it's got a face and... Going to be train journey through the uh, train to Millport. So it's, it's quite dark, a lot of you. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> <laughs> laughing at an alcoholic man throwing up black. Yeah. But, it is, but all those things are, are funny. I mean, it's, that's, it is, it's funny to confront those and see those, and it's funny to put that up against, A, up against the Balamore. It's, you know, you've just got these, yeah. the image of all the people, <laughs> people waving and then Aye. all the smashed to pieces, houses and stuff. And then there's a little Aye. kid there. So I was watching it. Balamore at a lot because <laughs> of my son. And then I, I just pictured this this place fucked. I think it was based on it was based on I heard a story that people would take their wains to. Um, it, I think the place is called Tobermory. Yeah, it has got all the coloured houses and all that. And so the and parents would take their wain there to show them around. This is where Ballymore is. And it was in the paper that somebody said to one of the wains. It was something like, um, "Where does PC Plum?" Love, is it? I'm, I'm PC Plum, and I'll tell you. Ah, it's PC Plum. Um, one of the Wayne said to PC Plum, uh, no, never said to PC Plum, because PC Plum isn't real. Said to somebody in Tobin, where's PC Plum? PC Plum's dead. <laughs> I was in the paper, and a few things like that, you know, that kind of fucking, you know why you're coming in here? And I just thought about how they're all fucking miserable and then, uh, you know, kind of like, that programme tore the heart out of this community. <laughs> tore the heart out of You hear that a lot. I heard that a lot growing up about Thatcher. Thatcher tore the heart out of these fucking docks and that, Thatcher tore the heart out of this community. <laughs> no fucking funny. An old Thatcher. I watched a lot of Balamori as well, but it's because I was basically an alcoholic and waking up at six o'clock every morning, and I just that was the only, I was going to sleep. Yeah, I was drinking so much in my thirties, I would just I would wake up at five or six in the morning and not be able to get back to sleep, so I'd just turn on the telly, and it was always kids' TV. So I watched Balamori and Big how many Little, years ago was that? About roughly? well, it was it was ten years ago maybe. Ten. Yeah. So you would have maybe seen Tickabella. I don't know if I saw no, Big, Big that's Little. That's no one anymore. Uh, I don't know if we had that. What else did you watch? Big Cook, Little Cook. There was mainly those. I was kind of obsessed <laughs> with... A little bit of telly television, I wasn't... But like with the, I, I, and when you're really still slightly drunk and a bit hungover... Yeah. But I, I went to Longleat and they said they show those programmes to the apes. They right, show them right. kids' programmes. They love the colours and the repetition. Aye. That's all they can... But it was like that. You're sort of mm. watching it and it's driving you slightly mad, mm. as it would do when you've got a kid. But at least Aye. you've got a kid and that explains I quite like why you're Bala watching it. Yeah, and I did. I, I like. Well, I had. Uh, I had. Uh, pr- pr- that, like like way, way below. The inventor on here. I'm not into way below that much. I don't know if any of you have got wins. You probably oh, get, get past or this fucking CBB's part. You don't have to have kids if you just wake up at six o'clock and watch these programs. <laughs> I just got big cook, little cook. I became obsessed with it. Mm. Just the songs, the, the way they did it, what the relationship was between the two of them, how they met. <laughs> I, I was a bit. Well, how, how their cafe works? They just give everything away for free to the Big people. Cook, little cook. Is that the one? 
There's a big cook and there's a little cook. And I I also wondered whether little cook was was actually normal size and big cook was like a giant. Is that one I did? (laughs) Aye, because is that a sketch I did? Aye, because Alan gets that shouted to him all the time for the polis. (laughs) A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Let me uh, let me ask you. It's it's, it's uh, if you haven't seen Limit Show, which everyone here has in the room clearly, um, but um, it's fucking great, and it's all on YouTube. You can you can just start off, and then it, I, th- I think just it, this it's such right. It's it's weird stuff. It's experimental stuff. It's postmodern stuff. Then I was saying to you backstage, even things that like are like the guy talking to the people of the dead, the the guy you were mentioning, Raymond so, Dion, yeah. That that's kind of a lot of comedians go. Oh, I'll do a sketch about that. But I think even that sketch, it's taken a different take on it because it's like this guy who tells me what's happening to the dead people and it's all really horrible Aye. as it would be so I would watch but a lot of I watched a lot of that I watched a lot of the psychic stuff and I love it that, it's, that character's a kind of mix of different uh, psychics that I saw in The Sixth Sense with Colin Fry I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, that yeah like, yeah Colin there's Fry. also there's, there's also this guy in Scotland called the Psychic Barber <laughs> And it's either him I copied the voice off it or someone else. And he says, do you understand this? I think Colin Fry does a thing with a pinky. Yeah, I think he does, yeah. And the psychic Barbara was listening to him one night on the radio and he was speaking to someone and she said, um, and this is a true story, she said, um, uh, he says, is it your aunt that's passed his spirit? Yes, man. She's taking me to her left leg uh, there's trouble with the left leg or the left knee, is that right? 
oh, she did have trouble with her leg, but it was her, it was her right leg, it was her right ankle. Ah, right. <laughs> that, that'll be because she's putting all the weight onto the left leg. <laughs> that's what he really, he's like, he wasn't a fucking joke, that's the real deal. That's, he really said that, I was listening, like, fucking hell, man. <laughs> Could have Lisa said, I'm looking at her from the front, it's my fucking right. I. Aye, aye. As I said, you're right. You got your, you got mixed up there, didn't you? You'll admit you got mixed up. Aye, I did get mixed up. Well, your auntie leaves a love goodbye. <laughs> but your character isn't. But your character can talk to the dead. It seems. Aye. But they, I think that's what's interesting because the obvious way to go is, oh, let's do it in their bullshit, mm. isn't it? But that character is, I can talk to the dead, but they're angry with you for having not turned off the machine aye. or they She's they, downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> they're in hell. <laughs> Actually, so, I thought, actually, watching it all the time, it's always nice stuff, nice stuff, nice stuff. And I thought, what well, if it isn't nice stuff? <laughs> and you don't, you don't really know, is he communicating with him, or is he like a fucking a sick bastard and just loves going like that? You know, your auntie, you know, your granny's fucking, you didn't stare, she's in hell type of thing, or um, somebody's, somebody's trying to fucking message you, like, message you? I saw something you wanted that. I got up someone trying to message you. Um, you know, a loved one that's passed away as if, Come with me. Come with me. You know what you need to do. <laughs> all right, all right, psycho. Because if it's so fucking good at our side, why don't we all fucking jump off edge like lemons, man? <laughs> and why do they only tell us stuff we already know? Why don't they? They could have just say Aye. which religion's right, for example. Just straight out. Aye. It's Buddhism. It's Buddhism. Aye. It is Islam. Quick, go do it. It is Islam. Aye, it's less a message and me. I'll try, I'll try to impress you. Yeah. Like, see, I, I told you I could do it. I told you I can do it. You, you, if you go, what's, what's with the red shoes? <laughs> oh, we've got, we've got, a red, well, red shoes, bought red shoes all day. Okay, I'll leave a love with you. Like, <laughs> see, I told you I was psychic. I told you I was psychic. <laughs> If you had to choose between having a hand made out of ham or a armpit that dispensed sun cream, which of those things would you choose? You can ask me questions. What was the first one? It was a, a hand made out of ham. A hand made out it's, of ham? Yeah, you can eat it. Right. But it, and it'll grow back. But if you eat it all, it'll grow, take a long it's time. It's always fresh. Yeah. And so good, doesn't it go Yeah, good? it stays fresh because it's grown out of you. Another so one is dead, dead armpit. fresh. Armpit. Armpit, you get as much sun cream for you, it'll be you, maybe your family, well, for a year. It'd have to be that. The, the sun cream. Aye. Because I went holiday a few yeah. weeks ago and that would have been good. That saved you like £25 in sun cream. Aye. Just convenient, have it right what there. What about the hand of ham? That's Def- all that, I think of all the ham it would save you over the year. Uh, that's... That's an easy one, that. Okay. Like, have to, who would say, oh, I'd I, uh, the ham? <laughs> Not a sun cream thing. Fuck, I'm man. I'll make the ham, thank you. Okay, that's an easy one, apparently, with this one. Is, let's see how easy this one is. Right. If you had to choose between, between dating a man who was a six-foot penis... Right. <laughs> he's got a face, but he hasn't got any arms. He's just a penis, and he hasn't right. got any balls. He's got, like, his slug thing right, to move right. around him. Or a man who, instead of a penis, he has a tiny man. Right. Who's looking up at him like that. So he's about six inches high, erect. Yeah. Um, which of those two would you choose to go out with on the, a date? The, the kind of normal guy with a guy for a cop. Is that because that, of the, you're normal, so you like him? Aye, because I'm normal. normal. <laughs> the, the, the normal one. Uh, 
Aye, because at least you could then go out with him. Yeah. And uh, people are turning their heads and pointing and, and all that. You can actually, your that's something private between you as the wee, the wee guy. They don't have to... Yeah. <laughs> and do you have any... Do you have any ideas for terrorist atrocities? Do you ever come up with uh, ideas that could, uh, you know, that would... Because I think terrorists... Are, I think the current crop of terrorists aren't all that good. Well... I just don't think they get that many. You know, given... They, uh, if I was a terrorist, I'd want to get, like, 9-11 numbers. Congratulations to them. Well... But... I'm judging them. I'm not saying what they're doing is right, but I'm saying if you are a terrorist, they did pretty well. That was a good day for the terrorists. But since well, then, they haven't done all that well, have they? You, and I though? think they're all, you know, I think we could take out more. Is it though? Because I'm thinking about ISIS. Yeah. And um, but this, this will get a wee bit dark. We'll cut this out so I don't <laughs> get socially fucking shamed and uh, Twitter and my career's ruined, but fucking career. Um, but ISIS, like, it's terrible. The things that ISIS are doing uh, is terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> get out the fucking court. Get out the court. You know, if I send something the papers there. There can be no doubt <laughs> that we must fight ISIS with everything they've got, evil, and etc., 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 etc. But, <laughs> um, the, see the videos they're making? Yeah. I've not watched any of them, but just the fucking description, or just the wee, you know, the wee kind of still picture before the thing happens. I'm like, fuck me, man. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's the sort of things I do in games. Like um, in Grand Theft Auto, yeah. you know that I used to love uh, Grand Theft Auto Three. I used to love fucking running into the the underground and uh, chucking fucking grenades at everybody, <laughs> or fucking flamethrower. Yes, yeah, going to go down fucking chasing something, <sighs> and getting in my head. Oh, this is really fucking happening, and like you're getting that turned on, fucking hard on, but and all that, and asking pals, yeah, do you ever get hard ons when you torture people and? You don't, I need that. What are you like that? was <laughs> Stupid game, I hate that game. Um, but, but just with one or two wee things they're doing, um, that's more fucking atrocious than. Um, I hope nobody, I was ready to say it's somebody, I hope nobody for 9 11, but I hope uh, there's nobody going, I hope the hell you can turn my grief <laughs> to that grief. But that's a numbers thing, that's a kind of a big thing and a big, a big building and all that. It's, it's kind of Hollywood. Yeah. But, um... It's hack. Is that what you're saying? It's a, it's a hack there. The other like terrorists were looking at them going, well, anyone can fly a plane it's into like, a it's building. Like, it's, that's it's a big it. thing. That's easy. But that, that uh, other stuff, that's, that's fucking horrific. You can get your head around things like a person falling for a building, a building blowing up. These sort of things happen. They, they could just happen, like with gas, a gas explosion, or falling out a window. It happens. But, uh, or, or the other fucking things. See, when I think about the videos, what is it I actually want? What, what am I meant to do? <laughs> right, right. Right, I'm like, fuck me, man, that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. And then I'm like, right, what, what new? <laughs> what, what is it there? What have I done now? Yeah. That's like that psychic thing. They just go, look, look what we've done. Look what we can do. Like, but what's the, what's the, uh, what's the happen? If we, what happens next? Right, you've sent us a video. God, that's terrible. Sorry, but you, you were going to say something next. Uh, 
No, um, shopping into it. We're, we're, we're evil, isn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so what, what is he? What would you like to talk about today? <laughs> uh, we'll see you later. We're back with another video later. I don't get. I don't get the point of it, mind you. I don't actually get the point of nine eleven either. Um, don't, don't I, they like? I don't, get, don't they like us very much? You know, why? Why? Why do we do these things to each other? I don't get the point. It was then Lemon broke down on stage. <laughs> I don't understand man. Man's hatred of man. I don't understand it's why... It's a question as old as time, you know. I don't understand why if you've experienced... It, you know, you can say, oh, it's revenge. And, but this is what I was talking about at the top of the, sh- the show, this kind of thing about... Uh, and as comedians, we have that idea that you'll, you'll avenge a slight on your life through comedy. So, but I think the, if you've experienced something terrible, if your reaction to that is... I will make other people feel this yeah. terrible thing. And that what does what does that say about you? And you know, you would you think, well, I've got to try and stop this happening, not Aye. make someone else experience. So it's you know, it's a human emotion of Aye. revenge. I'm just I just think they could do better atrocities. That's all. <laughs> I'm just trying to goad them, they and are, I'm also are. trying to help this our side. If I come up with I come up with stuff like Barocca, and you could make Barocca and make a book. Actually, someone told me this was wrong about Barocca's because I think you could make a Barocca explosive and then add that to water on the plane and then shake it up and make your bomb that way well, but someone uh, told me there was a reason you don't can that actually be fucking done <laughs> yeah I don't mean exp- you're laughing like, <laughs> you fucking joking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was joking <laughs> but just make a Barocca explosive do what people like I think like that but then people are ready for it, so it's good. They make, they've made a bomb-proof thing you can put inside planes, but the, have you seen that? That's the new thing, the cabin. Right. They've made a big bag that can... Exp- if you put a, bl- a bomb in and it blows up, it doesn't blow up the plane. That's a bag? Bad. Yeah. It's like a big bag. You put all the bags inside and, it's, and it'll expand and it can take the heat and it can take the explosion. Where is the bag? It's in the hold, you know, so the whole hold is a massive oh, bag. Oh, right. And then I thought the I thought there was a bag about the size of like a <laughs> thing. I'm like, well, you've got to, you've got to hope that the terrorist puts a bomb in that fucking bag. Does they have one in the actual? Pla- no, I, I, if anyone has a bomb on the plane, they can put the they can put the bomb in the bag and then t- then close the bag and then go oh, hope that hope the oh, you bag could do works. kind of reverse psychology. So you got a bomb, you better better not put it in there. <laughs> better not put it in there. Like. Um, then the Superman too when he like with Zod and all that he gets him outside you know he says to um, Lex Luthor just try and get them in there get them inside that and Luthor you snake <laughs> like that so look we're talking about, we should talk about your book uh, which I've been reading Daft Wee Stories Limmy by Limmy yes. yours is different than mine which that's is the real it, one that's like the paperback that's okay. the hardback and which is best? Is it best to get it as a hardback or a paperback? Well, me personally, Oops. I prefer the... Can I fucking reach Just throwing your book on the floor. It's quite disrespectful. I chucked in a fucking day. So. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm wearing, that, I'm wearing this T-shirt. It's a tramp. <laughs> a tramp. Tramp. <laughs> you get that, don't you? If you go into the same kind of pub now and again or the same cafe or something like that, you're like... Just realise, wait a minute, I've not been in for a fortnight, but the last time I was there, I was wearing this, man. <laughs> wearing the same T-shirt, what's that? <laughs> so, wearing the same T-shirt. All right, what, uh, what, what can I get you? <laughs> Dark. Dark. 
<laughs> it's very funny, the book. Thanks. It's very good. It's what I like, and again, it's, a, it's what I like about your show. It's a mix. It's the mixture of stuff. It's the, it's the different kind of voice. Because most people who write a book get a bit poncified because they think, oh, I'm writing a book, so I better make it all poncified mm. and think about it. And, that and I think it's quite what normal. I, it's quite normal. <laughs> it's a normal. It's like a normal flight with a normal face. Yes. <laughs> Which doesn't usually have. Most writers don't have normal faces. That is definitely true. Thank if you. you look put any, if you put any writers in a row, their faces are ab- abnormal. Thank you so very if much. If you've got some normal people. <laughs> uh, but it's some of the some, some of the stories are like nine words long and some of the stories are several pages long but it's like if you've got an idea and it you and you yeah you do it how long it lasts Aye. and some of these things are like I mean, it's the same as in your as in this tv show it's like some of them are observational ideas that you take a bit further and yeah. some of them are quite fantastical things like there's a good one about um working out whether you like the smell of your own shit because you know it's your own shit or whether Aye. your or shit wh- is my shit yeah is that story yeah <laughs> That's a good observation about a guy who doesn't. If you if you didn't know, if you were went into a toilet yeah. and you're told that's your shit, that you would like it. Aye. And if you didn't know it was your shit, you might like. It. Aye, it's a bit. It's a bit. A guy goes into a toilet um, <laughs> and it's fucking stinking, and he's like, "Fuck up, people!" Like, and it's all splattered and all this fucking carry on. You're like, "Fucking people are fucking disgusting," and. Then, and he thinks about it, and he, and he thinks about, you know, that the guy didn't even stay around long enough to fucking flush the shite away, like it was so stinking, and not even he could hang around long enough to fucking, to flush it. And he thinks about, uh, is that possible? Is that possible to actually do a shite so stinking that, that even you're disgusted by it? He certainly couldn't remember such an occasion. And then he thinks about it, and he thinks, wait a minute, you know, why are we disgusted by other people's shite? But no worrying, even though ours are just as fucking minging as theirs. <laughs> and he thinks about that, and he goes on and on thinking about it, like, we want to be together as one until we can say that your shite is my shite. <laughs> so that's why it's, uh, your shite is my shite. Yeah. It's a great, it's a, it's a great story. Uh, over three, <laughs> over three but, it's, but there's, you know, so you'll jump from one thing to the next. There's a thing about basically. Uh, I, I sort of don't want to. Sp- there's so many ones I don't want to spoil because they're, they're it's a, there's a little bit of sort of tales that are unexpected in some of them, uh, mm. and some of them are observation. There's a there's a lovely one about um, talk where, where, why you don't. Uh, be rude. Why are you never rude to women? Why are you never you'll say to blokes, "Oh, you're batting above your." Uh, oh, the, the feminist. Yeah, that yeah. Story, Which I... is a great uh, argument about feminism about why you never say to a woman, you know, who's got an attractive husband, yeah. that you're ugly and you've got a very attractive husband. Aye. Which you would do that to guys. I and you do uh, that to guys the, all the time. Aye, the story starts with a guy. Um, there's this guy called Pete, and he says to this lassie, he calls this lassie one ugly bastard. And I say, what do you think of that then? I say that in the store, what do you think of that then? Uh, guy's a prick maybe. Ah, well, you see, this guy actually considers himself to be brand new. You know, about a feminist, a feminist actually. And then he just, because th- he thinks about how, he, like, uh, like he's watched things like Family Fortunes and things like that, and there'd be like some fucking ugly guy with a, a, a beautiful wife, and he'd say, oh, you've done well for yourself and all that. <laughs> What if it was the other way around, you know? Oh, fuck it. You've done well for yourself, Hen, haven't you? Fucking hell. He goes, why is that? <laughs> so he thinks about why is that? What, what has made that come about that that's no fair? And he thinks about it and thinks about it. And he comes to a wee conclusion. And there's a thing at the end. And a good thing about putting it as a story rather than like an essay is, see if I'm rang, 
I can just say, well, it wasn't me thinking that. It's, it's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a story. It's a story, for fuck's sake. That's good that you disagree. That's good to start a debate. But it's fiction. <laughs> this is fiction. So you don't share the views. But that's up to you. I'm going to leave it up to you to say. <laughs> I'm just interested in hearing what you think. Can hide behind them. Was the me said it was Pete? It was the guy. It was Pete. <laughs> but I think that's it. But that's what you do in your in your TV show. What you do on your Twitter feed as well. I mean, your Twitter feed is uh, kind of a mixture of anger and deliberately being annoying, which I really like. You think I like so? You I? Const- well, you're constantly doing that. Okay. I'm listening to Daft Punk. Oh, I. Sound of the summer. <laughs> I love that. That's I can't. I can't get. I can't do it again today. I can't get enough of it. It's um, I, that's set up just automatically. It's, it's a shame. I mean, originally, originally it, it was like every run about one o'clock every Friday would be, <laughs> like when it just after it came out. I think even it was like 2013, and I kept doing it. And I thought, right, I don't want to miss this. And as I say, if this, then that, where you can set up um, the the site today, certain things, tweet certain things based on certain things. So I set it up so that. Every Friday, if the day is Friday and the time is quarter one, tweet this tweet, <laughs> and and that's it. So if I get fucking you know knocked down out there, I'll still be gone, still be gone. And I say to Lynn, my girlfriend, I say, keep that going in memory of me. Keep it going. Right, anyway, like when I, he would have been seventy today. <laughs> Bang, there it is, man. Sound of the summer. <laughs> And then the she'll be dead. De- de- <laughs> my son will be a fucking old man. He'll be dead. De- the tweet's still gone. <laughs> Keep it going. Like a fucking like a, like Olympic torch. People are like, this needs to keep going no matter what. Alien invasion and all that. We need to keep our tweet going. It's a symbol. It's a symbol of our resilience. And our use of technology to better mankind. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, but that, that, so the book is full of stuff like this. It's very funny. And like some of them make you think about stuff and some of them are just funny and some of them are, uh, some of them are little tales of the unexpected where you're trying to work out what's going to happen. But, you know, it's, there's, there's a, um, I, I, don't, I don't want to give it away. You've got to buy the book and read it. It's very, because it, what's nice about it, I think, is it is digestible in little chunks. Aye. And you don't have to read it in any order. You can dip in and out. And it's perfect. It's perfect for this uh, fast-paced, in a way, well, you know, uh, needing these short things and all that. And uh, it, it's perfect for that. It's perfect if you're going on holiday. It's perfect for a gift. It's, uh, you know, so this is actually perfect. This is actually perfect. I've got, I'll, I'll, as well as watching lots of CBBS, like watching QVC yeah. and things like that. So what's great about this? So what you're saying is, what's great about this is... Yes, so I see you're a single mum or maybe you're a 12-year-old uh, a guy you want to take into school. Uh, this is this is this is this is the one for you. I've got a mate, I've got a mate Donny uh, that I used to work with, and he used to before then like websites not Karen. He walked in, I think Comet or Dixon's or somewhere, and he told us about uh, the top system. They had this thing called the top system. Uh, and what it was was you say to a customer um, so this telly here and this the, it does this and it does that this one's perfect isn't it? this one's perfect T-O-P, top the top system T-O-P this one's perfect 
this one's perfect and he told me it didn't work. <laughs> I said to him, I said, that's, that's fucking good. Did, did it work? Nah, no. <laughs> the top system. <laughs> doesn't work. The good but thing this is, one is like, perfect. They're short, so if one of them's not very good, there's another one along in a minute. That's the that's so not, sketch that's, or that's just like, fuck it, fuck it. You don't like that, here's another one. Yeah. Don't like that, fuck it. And but I think it's weirdly, it's better as a, a, an actual book rather than a Kindle book. Because like that, you can just with a Kindle book, you can't just go. I'm going to l- read this one, can you? You can't do that. You can't turn. I, not I think as so. Easily. I mean, you can go like that, but there is one story called Upside Down. Yeah, and that's why I was. That, I didn't want to give that away. I thought that was a good. Well, it's one story that called one Upside made me Down. Off. And well, it's Upside Down, and it's a wee story about how the fact you look like you're no reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, if you're on a beach right now, you're going to look pretty dodgy. <laughs> it's very, very enjoyable. I think you're going to... Re- we'll do it at the end, but you're going to try reading some stuff out then. But we must I just one story. Yeah, just we're, one. Getting, we're getting near. To, we're near. We're, we can't go on forever, though I'd quite like to go on forever. Uh, it's... Uh, no, it's, it's, I think that's just... It's just so exciting. I think it's really nice to get a, 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 a comedic voice that is different than, than everything else. You know, things, things are so homogenised and the same now, I think. That I guess, but I guess, but you sort of show that by coming through the internet and coming your own way, you can get to TV. But can't you do all this stuff without the BBC anyway? Can't you, can well, the, you do the your t- Falcon t- Hoof well, thing without... Well, people said that. People said, why don't you do a Kickstarter? Why don't you do a... I don't say a Patreon, a Patreon or something. Why don't you do a Kickstarter thing? Yeah. I thought, I can't be I can't be fucked. <laughs> They've knocked it back, and I said to my, my agent, "Can you could you get a channel four? See if they want to see it. Nothing, nothing back. Nobody's came back even to say no. <laughs> so it's that's kind of worse, you know. It's like I'm going to bother replying to this cunt. Now. <laughs> okay. Um, so but like I, you know, you're but like this podcast. Like you know, I never know which guests are going to sell really quickly and which aren't. And sometimes they think, oh, that one will, and that one won't. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But out of all the podcasts, this one. Uh, which you know you're not on you're not on TV in England, uh, and this one sold out. This is the first one announced, and it sold out straight away. And Thanks a lot, everybody. And all your happy to see you. And all your <laughs> the, the empty seats are people who've died since the since. No, sorry, I was the last ask. two months because they bought sorry, their tickets then. two months ago. Uh, so you know, so there's a massive and you're doing you're doing a tour with the, with yep, both the book tour. and then with and with the TV show sort of stuff. Let me live in January at the at Armadillo in Glasgow yeah. and uh, I the book tour thing. Yeah, and I'll be in Newcastle, Manchester, London. But you see, if you do all that live stuff and then you do, you know, you just do the, the internet stuff as if as a way of keeping that all going, and then doesn't you don't need the I money just kind of I just I just love making things up and making up my stupid wee songs and all that, my wee techno things and um, wee pictures, and it's a boredom thing. It's like if you if you if you get bored really fucking easily. And you're looking for things and films to watch and programmes to watch. I don't really like that. I don't like that film. Don't like that. You should watch this. You watch it. I don't fucking like it. So many things you don't fucking like. You just kind of help. You want to make it yourself. You kind of help. You know, like a uh, fucking... You know, just as mind-numbing. You feel like you're staring at a fucking blank wall day in, day out. And then you're like, I need to make something or I'm going to go fucking mental. I just love making uh, uh, bits and bobs yeah. up. Well, it's very varied. I mean, your vines are kind of almost like performance art rather than, you know, aren't they? I mean, there's, there's stuff of all... I saw one I, where someone's put them all in a row. 
I have and it's to, like I watching I... some kind of 1920s surrealist Salvador Dali film, you know, someone waking up and masturbating. Aye, and... Aye. Aye, that was that was kind of like my early vine stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like if you go into Wikipedia, you see early years, this stage, <laughs> that stage. To begin with, I didn't know what it is. So there was a lot of kind of wanking stuff and kind of old oh, creepy faces and fast editing. And, but I, I made up that one hour, 600 vine super compilation. <laughs> and... Uh, I've not. I kind of don't date anymore. See, once I made up that compilation, once I got to like an hour, that's an hour of vines. I thought that's a kind of fucking right. What? So if I make male vines, that's another fucking hour. That's another six hundred. And I just sort of lost interest after that. I just started in vines of me making fucking bread and things like that. <laughs> but um, but some people liked them, and some people tweeted me saying that they, they've got into making bread. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of you out, out there this evening. I'm, 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 I, I was in China. Bread. I, I, I follow your tweets. You go cycling. You make bread. You're quite proud of your bread. I can like those ones. I've not made it for a while, but I, I, I love yeah. I love my cycling. Yeah. Um, I've not actually cycled for a while either. No. I don't know that. Fucking. Nah. That's why there's not a lot of vines. I'm not. I'm not doing much. Much these days. It's really good to be in here. Um, <laughs> gets me out the house. But you're very honest on Twitter as well about. I mean, you were talking about your medication you were taking and yeah. your depression on Twitter, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of that's another side. To it. So it's it, it's hard to read because sometimes you're so sarcastic and sometimes you're Aye, funny, people, and then sometimes you're really sincere. Aye, there were people saying that you fucking prick. Like I've <laughs> I've got this wee column uh, where I search for my name, <laughs> like in TweetDeck. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's like you have to do that. It's research uh, on your brand. Um, it's not a vanity search thing you hear, it's not, it's just brand building. I've got this column, Lemmy, just searches for Lemmy, yeah, and yeah. then you do see people going like that. Fucking Lemmy's a fucking prick for joking about that. And when I'm being serious yeah, and I'm yeah. saying that I, I'm taking antidepressants, I'm coming after them, or mental health stuff, that fucking prick, that prick's unfollowed. You know, like people have said that, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm joking because I do joke about things like, that's my, that's my dad, I died now. Nah, he hasn't really. Not that anybody gives a fuck, but it's just a funny thing to say. Just a funny thing to say for no reason. Just uh, really uh, pretty devastating. I don't think I've actually ever done my dad's deed, but things like that. Yeah. Like, ah, it's my, it's my, ah, my dad's died, everybody. Uh, <laughs> sorry to hear that, mate. Sorry. Nah, I'm only kidding. <laughs> it's good to hear it come out, and you're not even making a big joke about, oh, he died in a plane crash, something that probably wouldn't happen, but... Ah, my dad died uh, something up with his lungs. He's got a lung thing. Uh, heart thing. Um, thing is, he, he isn't his kind of last legs in a way. No, really, he wouldn't like me. <laughs> he wouldn't like me saying that because he doesn't think he is. But he doesn't know how much he's changed in the last five years, man. It's a fucking shadow. Shadow his former son. Came down the other day, he's kind of be black. I, you know, kind of, it's not quite quick enough. The, the eyes or something. I'm like, fuck me, man. That's what's what, going to happen to me. That's what's going to happen to me. Am I going to have to look after him? Fuck that, man. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> like you, Dad, I remember a few years ago you said if you were ever in a state that your dad was in, remember you said you had to fucking wipe his ass and clean his shite away. Son, if I ever get in that state, kill me. You still, well, that's, that's still, that's still, you still mean that. You're a man of the world, didn't you? You're a man of the world, didn't you? 
I did I say that? Aye, you fucking did. <laughs> see, you don't remember. Do you see, you're starting to remember things. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I, you know, I think it's. I, I, I love joking about those uh, those sort of subjects. I think it's. I'm people. I, I people don't understand what comedy's about. I'm just. Think, th- I'm just thinking actually. If what would happen if I if I tweeted all oh, my dad's died and then I find out a few minutes later he fucking did if I keep that tweet there, I'd go no I knew he'd really has died. I would probably just keep it there. Go fuck it. That was a joke, but they don't know that. Keep it going. Fuck it. Yeah, he is dead now, so may as well. It's a waste. A waste of fucking type it again. There's a lot of prep. I've got a lot of preparation for the funeral. I don't have the time to go back. So it was a joke. Just keep my tweet there. Best use of time. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll never believe us. Fucking did die. <laughs> no joke. Look, look. Don't believe me. Fucking picture him. If he dies, <laughs> if he dies between this podcast being recorded and the podcast going out, would you like us to take this bit out or leave it in? Now keep it, keep it in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, in fact, I could say right now you could edit this in. Yeah. I have a feeling my dad's going to die in the next couple of months. Why he's laughing? I have a I have a feeling. Hmm. I'll be feeling it. Say, man. I mean, I, I hope it's not true. And if it is true, then people, uh, you know, will probably then inundate me with requests with, with money to to contact the loved ones and all that. And, and I don't mind that if that happens. Got my fingers crossed. My fucking dad dying now, man. What have you done to me? <laughs> That's the rat race we're all in, though, you know, me wishing, you know, just for a bit of money, you know, I'm hoping my dad dies, no, fuck. Rat race. <laughs> I think, you know, but comedy can cover these subjects. Mm-hmm. I think, but I, that's for me. I mean, we've talked this in a couple of podcasts this time around, but, it's, but to joke about it to me isn't to, isn't to not be taking the subject seriously. Yeah. It's, confr- you know, A, it's a joke, mm-hmm. so it's not real. Yeah. If you know, if if he what he had died and you were laughing about it, that's one thing. You know, but even that would be a sort of it's it's everyone deals with this stuff yeah. in a different way, and it's kind of annoying. I mean, that Twitter reaction of oh, you can't, you mustn't ever joke about this I, subject. It's, and you kind of go, well, that it's not for you, but it, for other people, they'll find that yeah. an easier way to cope with death or mental illness or whatever. I mean, I did a sketch in, in Lemmy Show, and it feels weird seeing Lemmy Show, like I'm talking about myself in third person, and and you know, and Lemmy Show, Lemmy asked me to be on his show. That's what it was called. And like saying my series sounds a wee bit like I'm a series you might have heard about it. Oh. Um, and it was, it was based on a webcam that I did uh, it's called Ekida it was called and and it's um, it's like a, a guy kind of beard and his hair all come back and he's I'm coming to get you here and he's taking he's taking Eki he's at, he's at a club and he's fucking dancing he's taking pills so that he fucking has a heart attack over it Stop, somebody stop my daffy dancing, he's got a heart hanging. I'm coming to get you, hey, yes! I'm going to tell you my life. And that was based on a, web, a webcam I did one night because I was saying to people, what do you want me to wear? And they said, do you want me to wear uh, my comfies? A suit? What? They said a suit. And then I had a beard and they said, I'm going to shave it, do you want me to shave it off completely? A goatee, a goatee, they said. And then, what about my hair? And then, everything that I did with the hair comb back and this goatee and everything, I looked like my dad. Then, then I had this dance music on, and I just kind of naturally started dancing, and I thought, I'll look like my dad, who's dancing in the Ekis, and it sort of popped in my mind that, like, he's taking the Ekis in order to fucking die, you know, in order to get a heart attack. 
And I was, I was fucking howling myself because my ma is dead, you know. And I pictured my dad doing that, and and you know, I find that fucking hysterical. And it's it's terrible, but I, I, I fucking love it. I just pictured my dad. Going, I miss your ma. I miss your, <laughs> I miss your ma kind of greeting and dancing conference. I miss all my dad. I, I fucking love that. I, I love that. But other people. They wouldn't find that offensive, right? Because it's not really about them. No. It's, uh, but uh, it's just one of the fucking things. You, there's people who... I, I see it kind of like, like Grand Theft Auto I was talking about before. Like, there's people who think that... Uh, that, that, that either can't or don't want it or have trouble distinguishing between like jokes and what you, what you really mean. I mean, I can joke about terrible things. Yeah. But I still fucking care about it. I can joke about maybe something terrible happening to my son. Yeah, I don't fucking want it to happen. Um, and other people, they can't joke about that. They don't want it. That's too terrible a thing. And I'm wired this way and people are wired another way. And and um, and, and it's almost like some people, you, you just kind of get people like they're mingling. You should, they shouldn't be rubbing shoulders because there's no fucking common grin. It's like we should all be living in separate fucking zones. <laughs> or some people who get like really really sensitive people there and people who don't give a fuck there. <laughs> and then see how it goes and then maybe you know, I would maybe go to the people who don't give a fuck zone or city or m- metropolis. <laughs> and then somebody says, hi, hi, your mom's dead, your mom's a cow. I go, wait, what? <laughs> what? Oh, so you're not going to get offended? No, no, well, I don't know about that actually. And then maybe... There'd be different wee factions and wee suburbs and all that. Uh, yeah. What you're into, what you can take. <laughs> and all that. Do you worry so, that in this city, that if all the insensitive people live together with no one to control them, they might just get worse and worse and get and then start doing bad things as well as saying bad things? Maybe that's, maybe that's how ISIS came about. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is. You know what would be you funny? Know. If we stuck four guys in a cage and <laughs> slung them in the water... Ah, no, I just... <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to cross the border into Turkey now. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. Uh, I, but, you know, that's terrible what happened. <laughs> Sick bastards, man. This audience here... Uh, any journalist later, focus on the audience laughing. It's... Brian, uh, Lummy looked, looked saddened, disappointed with the audience. <laughs> the problem with this it's too long for journalists to listen through too properly so they never it's the, unless, unless you say aye, something aye. very clearly where they can pick out yep. you've, been, you've been fine they, they won't be, a, they good won't for be. The, probably good for the book anyway like that you know it's fucking shocking out of order yeah. I'm really really sorry at what I said during uh, <laughs> I mean, p- promoting the, the book which is Daffy's yeah. Stories which is etc etc do you want to read one of your stories to the audience now? Because I think we should probably wrap up. Do you want, do you want, me, to, do you want me to be here while you do that? Or do you want me to go away? Do you want me to end? No, no, I'd like you to stay. Well, we could end and then we could do it after it. And I'll, do, I'll go. <laughs> I've read this. I've read this go. one. I, I'm not laughing because I've already read it, you see. <laughs> it's hilarious the first time, but I don't know. It's not funny anymore. He reads it. Um, well, I could read it. I mean, we could stop to, and then I could to, read it after it. Well, I don't know what you want to do. Do you want it to be in the podcast or do you want it not to be in the podcast? Um, I'll, I'll do it just now then. Okay, let's do it now. 
He's up for that. <laughs> Fantastic. Like to hear a little story. I can't. All hear right. You. Let's see how this goes. This is the this is the first time I'm reading one of my stories, and I hope you like it because if you don't, I'm fucked. Because <laughs> it's all written now. It's all written now. Right. Um, this one's called. The size of Sally. Let the story commence. There was something up with Sally. She wasn't feeling too well. She felt sluggish and stiff. She felt heavy. And that wasn't right. No for somebody like her. Somebody who kept herself fit and active. Yet she felt like an old woman. An old woman who smokes 60 a day and eats burgers for breakfast. <laughs> she went to the doctor. And right away he could tell something was up. So much so that when she walked into the room, he sprung at his chair to help her get to her seat. She was in a bad way. When she sat down, he asked her if she'd been getting enough exercise. She told him that wasn't it. He asked her if she smoked or liked a drink or whatever. She shook her head. He asked her if she'd been feeling down, if there had been a bereavement, if she was prone to mood swings. She said it was nanny that. There was nothing she could explain. She'd looked it all up in the NHS site and forums and everything else. There was just no explanation. There weren't any lumps. There wasn't any pain. The stiffness wasn't in any one place. It was oil. She was starting to lose her patience. And then she collapsed. <laughs> the doctor phoned an ambulance and she was rushed to hospital where they prodded and poked and did some scans. There appeared to be something wrong with the scanning machine. It was getting some strange results. So they did another round. But it was the same thing. That couldn't be right. It couldn't be. <laughs> they scanned somebody else. They were fine. Then another. They were fine as well. Then they scanned Sally once more. But there were these strange, strange results yet again. Sally's heart monitor started going haywire. They were going to have to operate. The surgeon started with one of her fingers, somewhere inconspicuous, a small cut at the end of her left thumb. He was reluctant to jump in heat first with a slice right down her belly, regardless of what the scans said, because the scans defied belief. He just wanted a peek. He pulled the skin apart of the cut and saw that the scans were right. Dear God, he cut open the rest of her fingers, then her arms, then everything. He cut her open like a teddy bear being torn apart at the seams and revealed what was inside. It was Sally. <laughs> inside Sally was Sally. Another Sally. It was like the inner Sally had been wearing an outside Sally as some kind of Sally suit. <laughs> but now it was gone and she woke up feeling refreshed and reinvigorated. Back to her old self, albeit a wee bit smaller. <laughs> they peeled away the rest of her skin, got her all cleaned up, and then they asked her what she wanted to be called. She couldn't keep her old name, she was a new person in effect. The, the computer wouldn't allow it. She liked her name though, so she says, I know, call me Sally too. 
Sally too walked to the hospital and right back into her life, feeling better than ever, faster, lighter. After a month or two, she, she began to slow down, but she put that down to her body, just settling in. Yeah. <laughs> then, no long after that, she started to feel even slower, sluggish and stiff, heavy, until she didn't feel too well at all. Then she collapsed. An ambulance was phoned and back to the hospital she came from somewhere prodding and poking and another few scans, only this time there was no hesitation. She was wheeled to the operating theatre as quick as a flash, with the surgeon cut off a head to toe with one big swish of the knife, like she was a box of flat pack furniture. <laughs> and inside Sally too was, you guessed it, another Sally. Sally three. Sally 3 was smaller again, but identical in every other way. She woke up, refreshed and reinvigorated, before getting cleaned up, dressed and walking right out of there, feeling even better than before. Two weeks later, she was back, and out popped an even smaller Sally. Well done. <laughs> Sally 4 walked right out of there before collapsing in the hospital car park. Back she came and out popped Sally. Yes. Who collapsed right there on the bed. Sally Six was fine though for the best part of a year. But then she died. She was taken to the morgue where they cut her open for a post-mortem. Only to find Sally Seven. Did. They cut her open, only to find Sally 8 also did. <laughs> so was Sally 9. But when they cut her open, to their surprise, out popped Sally 10, refreshed and reinvigorated. <laughs> and all round they go. All two foot here. <laughs> but then she died, fuck's sake. <laughs> they decided to bury Sally 10. To put her out the misery this Russian doll carry on. To let the woman have some peace for heaven's sake. Plus it's a nice round number, isn't it? <laughs> so they put her in a coffin and stuck her in the ground. Some years passed when they mentioned a Sally 1 to 10. But after a while, people began to talk. They began to wonder. Sally 10 was dead, aye, but what about Sally 11? Or Sally 12? What had they done? And what would they find? So out came the shovels and the coffin was dug up. As curious as they were, nobody was in any rush to be the one to open it. The surgeon stepped forward, quite rightly. <laughs> he leaned down and pulled off the lid, then stood aghast at what was inside. The coffin was full to the brim with layer upon layer a dried up Sally skin. It was like puff pastry. It looked like all that crumpled paper you get inside a shoebox. Except there were no shoes. And they Sally. Sally was gone. They cleaned out the coffin carefully, looking for what might be a wee Sally 15. Or a tiny Sally 30. Or a minuscule Sally a hunter. 
They couldn't find her. Not even with a microscope. Not even with the best microscope in the world, mate. <laughs> but she was there. Sally a thousand. Higher. Sally a million. Much higher. Sally... A billion. Even not. A billion. I thought I said a billion. Even higher than that. <laughs> and therefore, even smaller. So small that she had slipped between the fibres of the coffin. Then she slipped into the space between the atoms. And then she slipped between space itself. <laughs> so small that she slipped between hours, minutes and seconds. She slipped between the smallest definition of a moment. She slipped between time. She was so small that she slipped between knowledge. Infinitesimally small. She slipped between and beyond understanding itself. No. Think for a moment about how small that is. Try and wrap your head around something so small. Can you do it? Well, see that size? That's your dad's cock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Libby, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chills. Been listening to Richard Herring, this is where their podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Brian Limmy Limond. The music is by Pest, we know that by now. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and everyone at GoFasterStrike.com, especially Chris Evans, not that one. The producer is Dave Cribb. This is a Sky Potato, GoFaster Stripe, and Fuzz production for the internet. If you have enjoyed these programmes, please help us make more. Go to Kickstarter, look for RHLSTP, see if we've got a campaign on at the moment. We'll try to raise money for every series so we can carry on filming them. Also, you can go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges, get a monthly or just one-off badge, and all that money will also go towards making future internet content. Thank you to all of these people for helping us out. Matthew Smith, Ewan Duncan, Rob Applin, Darren Foote, Colin Anderson, Raymond Harpany, Kevin Tipcorn, Steve Mash, Dean Ratland, Gaynor Wilson, Adam Queck, Stuart Fawcett, Tim Turner, Julian Benton, Thomas Baldwin, Lauren Pilkington, Matthew Blackburn, Neil Martin, Jack Burton, Fraser Levy, Gina Lynn, Paul Jeffrey, Rob Ward, Robert Tang Richardson, Leo Vagoda, Carol Forster, Icky Cower, Cole McGonagall, Aurora Watters, Jake, Heather Henderson, Simon Carl, Christine Sato, David Collier, Jijin John, Roy Owens, Matthew Poynton, and Tom Anderson, Jonathan Harden, that's nearly hard on, <laughs> Lawrence Winter, Robert Grice, Miranda Roberts, a woman, Will Beasley, Andrew Rowley, Tom Hammond, Sean Stokoy, that's all one word as well, Sean Stokoy, and Che Wright, I'm guessing it says Che Wright, but I'm guessing it's Che or Shay Wright. Thank you very much for your time. Come and see my tour Happy Now. Go to richchain.com slash happy now with an underscore in between happy and now. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>